for listening to DIY Money, heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook, join the DIY tribe, on Instagram at DIY.money, and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY! Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Show me the money. Money. Show me the money! 2021. I know we've been in 2021 in the podcast for a while, but... uh, Now we are. They were pre-recorded, so now it's legit 2021. It is... uh, we are we are flying already through the year. We're eight days in, but it feels like man, we are zooming, zooming. Is that a pun because of zoom? No in pun intended. No, no pun intended. Um, all right, let's do some housekeeping and then just get right at it, should we? Insta DIY dot money. How's the Insta page? Rocking and rolling. Good. Okay. Hanging out. Tribe is on fire. Tribe is on fire. DIY tribe on Facebook. I don't know what's happening if we're getting a uh, uh, you know new group of folks listening that are on Facebook, but we're getting a lot of members. We're pushing the 600 mark. We just crossed 500 like a week ago. What's the next giveaway threshold? Because you did something for 500. Uh, Is it 1,000? Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, I still need to give away what we were giving away. I kind of I forgot all about that, actually. That's not cool. <laughs> no, that's not good. That was Kate, I think. That was Kate. Uh, she's got a question. We used her question, right? We put her to the top of the list as the 500th member. Think so, yeah. And uh, now we got to give her our gift basket. So yeah. Anyways, but the tribe is on fire. I uh, posted something just this morning. Mandatory viewing, undercover billionaire. You ever heard of it? Under- I heard you talking about it a couple times yesterday. Oh my goodness! Mandatory viewing. What what is it on? Where do you watch it? Discovery. Well, I found I caught the first episode. Discovery or the f- what? I don't know. Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel. Nobody has channels anymore. Like, where do you go, though? I was on Hulu. Okay. Well, I first caught the season one on a plane. It was on Discovery Channel on a plane. And then I found it on Hulu. Okay. But I'm going to have to get the Discovery Plus. Hopefully, they have a 30-day trial or a couple of days. No, no, I'm not going to subscribe. It's like Peacock. Like, I binged uh, Yellowstone on the Peacock trial plan. Uh, But anyways, it is awesome. It is an incredible, incredible show. Basically, billionaires uh, are stripped of everything, given $100, an automobile, dropped off in a city that they're not familiar with, and they are charged at developing a business in 90 days worth a million dollars. If it's a penny short of a million, I'll put $1 million into it. But to keep this experiment fair, I'm going to do it all undercover. I won't use my name, my money, or my connection. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I mean they gotta figure out shelter, like Some hustle. food. I mean it is. It's like Survivor, but like real. Grant Cardone's in season two, ten uh, X guy, and he was brilliant when he first started out. He figured he went to an RV place that sold RVs and negotiated with the guy to live in an RV for a while. That's cool. Like, and he can't be Grant Cardone. Like, he he doesn't show up and be like, "Hey, I'm Grant Cardone," you know. RV he guy should. be like, who are you? Well, true. RV guy would probably be like, who are Not you? Not knocking RV guys, but I mean no, like. No, no, no. But for sure, yeah. All right, let's get right into it because we got a good question from Mark today, uh, which I think is cool. He calls himself the messy portfolio guy. This is uh, something we see a lot out there. Uh, so let's hit this question from Mark. Mark, what do you got? Three, two, one. 
Hey guys, this is Mark from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm 29 years old, married, have one kid and a second child due in January. My wife and I have built up our fast cash. We've built up our emergency fund and are contributing a max to our HSA and 401k. My wife and I also have a taxable investment account, and that's what my question is about today. So I would deem myself the messy portfolio man. So I started the taxable investment account when I was fresh out of college, dabbling in stock investments, and then bought some mutual funds and ETFs and have a large variety of different funds in the taxable account. Wondering what your guys' thoughts are in terms of cleaning up that account, simplifying it, going to possibly a target date fund, something that's really going to have low expenses and eliminate the need for maybe more active management or uh, really simplify the investment and then just save a small portion of that for maybe one or two off stocks that uh, can keep that kind of side passion of learning the markets and investing in companies. But wanted to know what your thoughts were for the taxable account messy portfolio man and uh, if you had any thoughts on if you'd clean that up now or uh, just start to uh, do your dollar cost averaging on a target date fund in addition to the current portfolio. Thanks, guys. All right. This is a great question. We see this a lot. I uh, have multiple accounts in, uh, let's say, for custodial accounts, my kids. Um, my wife has a Roth. I have an IRA that I have from somewhere and then a 403B and a 401. I mean, I, I've got portfolios all over the place. And every once in a while, I can feel the kind of messiness start to set in. Um, on some of these ancillary portfolios, most of the portfolios are in alignment with our firm, um, but some of them are are held elsewhere, and I'm kind of charged with having to, you know, kind of align this. So I can relate. I can relate to to this individual, especially with my kids' accounts. I can relate to this. So, uh, Daniel, how would you uh, address Mister Messy Portfolio Man? Certainly. So there's uh, an element here with the fact that it's a taxable account, which means that some of these funds might have tax implications of selling. We don't really know the value of the account, what kind of tax bracket you're in, uh, but we do know that you're getting a nice tax credit here, and now that it's January, congratulations Ooh, on your child. That's right. Hopefully that went well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you're looking at you know some pretty significant... Um, By the way, this will air after he has a child. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. He said January. It's mid-January. Yeah, but it's not going to air for a while. We're, yeah, we're, so. we're backed up, aren't we? I don't know. Okay, Anyhow, uh, you do have to look at the tax implications potentially of selling and make sure that fits within your overall goal, but I would say... Barring that or barring the the fact that maybe one of these or some of these investments actually are achieving your goals, which it doesn't sound like that's the case because you're wanting to move to something simple, I would probably just bite the bullet and move to something simple. So I'm not saying just do that. I'm saying definitely check the tax ramifications of doing that. But those tax ramifications will continue to exist in a taxable account regardless, uh, unless the investment goes down in value, in which case you can sell it for less gains. But now it's gone down in value. So you're going to be a little bit probably more hesitant to do that. So I would say just bite the bullet, get it to where you want simplicity wise. I think in sort of uh, my history, anytime I've taken more time than necessary to move financial management stuff from where it currently is to the kind of new simple path that I want to go in, the more of a headache and sort of anchor it is 
mentally, emotionally, et cetera. So the, so more you can just go like, this is the plan moving forward. Let's just get into that plan. Let's go in that uh, direction. Then uh, odds are the kind of the surrounding things in life, whether it's the savings rate or uh, investing the new money or things like that, are just going to go smoother because you're on the plan. You know what the plan is, and you're moving forward. You're sticking with the plan. Quint Tatro with Jewel Financial. Okay. Uh, excellent advice. I would say, and I would echo what Daniel just said, is to keep it simple. I think you are uh, running into the potential challenge of um, you know, it being messy for an, a long, long period of time. And what happens is if it remains messy, then when the tide turns and the market starts to go through some very turbulent times, messy can become very detrimental to your financial health over the long run. And so messiness also insinuates just unorganized, disorganization, and you don't want that. So we're fortunately, hopefully this will air still when the environment has been strong uh, in the market. So the market ended 2020 very strong, started out this year already very strong. So this is the time to uh, sort of rebalance, if you will, with consideration of taxes in mind. I think that's critical. And you have two options, in my personal opinion. You can either keep it super, super simple, and at which point you target date, forget about it, dollar cost average, and you don't worry about it. You move on to something else. However, however, you mentioned the key word, in my opinion, which was passion. You have a passion for markets, stocks, and investing. And I, for one, am never going to be a person who sort of quells. Is that the right word? I think it is. Quell. I don't know where that came from. Quell that passion. Can we look that up? Quell. Can you can you look that up? It's a good word. I either just made I either quell Q U E L L to subdue, to put down, to silence or force someone to submit, to suppress, to put an end to something, to extinguish. Oh, that's that's a very I, strong word. All right. So yeah. wow, Mark, if you knew anything about my history in in Spelling. Uh, English <laughs> language, you would be um, you would be as impressed as we are right now. But anyways, my desire is not to quell your passion, but to encourage that. I would, however, encourage it uh, within some sort of uh, allocation. For example, with my children's accounts, I have have set set a rule that 50% of their money will always be indexed. Uh, I use the S&P 500 and I use the um, Emerging Market Index because... My, I have the belief longer term that I think we're in an environment where emerging markets are going to do well. I'll leave that there. I also use some um, healthcare uh, sector index exposure. I, I kind of segment those areas as 50% of their portfolio. So I'm never going to have more um, than 50% in the other section, which is individual stocks. In addition, uh, for them, I don't ever go more than, I think it's 10%. And the reason I'm saying that is that some of them have moved considerably, uh, but 10% in any one position. Now, personally, my personal investment um, objective is I don't ever want more than 5% in any one position, but I have a larger portfolio than my children. So I don't mind putting 10% in an individual position for them, which means at any one time, I should have around five stocks. 
Um, I try to keep those fair, fairly well diversified, so I don't want five technology stocks per se. Um, five stocks. Many of them have a quote-unquote learning component. We've talked about that before, where I'm trying to educate my children about the stocks that they own. I want them to take an interest in those stocks. I want them to understand that, you know, yes, you know, we t- took an Uber the other day as a family, but they also own a portion of that company. They own the stock Uber, you know, things like that. They have owned Tesla in the past. They don't own it now. I'm kicking myself, whatever. <laughs> so, but I don't want, what I don't want to have happen there is when the market declines, individual stocks should probably decline exponentially uh, greater than the market. Uh, sometimes that's not the case, but many times that is. And so I don't want to see a situation where the market goes down 20%, their portfolio goes down 40 okay? Because I don't, you know, I mean, even there, that amount of money, I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not prudent, in my opinion. Plus, I now have a 14-year-old, and in four years, four to five years, he's going to need that money. So that's kind of like his retirement age, if you will, for this particular portfolio. So again, I set that parameter. I don't go more than that. I would encourage you to do the same. If you're thinking about 70-30 or 50-50 or whatever it is, you allocate, you know, 30, 40, 50% in the individual stocks that you like, you follow your passion, you do your research, etc. Fantastic. The other half I would index, I would use the S&P 500, use some other indices if you so desire, don't get too cute, don't try to time the market, and then, you know, set that and forget it. And then dollar cost average accordingly. Again, that's the addition, in my opinion, to, way, to where you can continue your passion with the markets, follow stocks, etc., and not get overly messy, if you will, going forward. If you don't desire to do that, look, target date, forget about it, keep it simple, and you'll be very pleased over the long term. Anything else to add, Daniel, for Mark? I think it covers it. All right, Mark. Excellent question. We'll send you $25 from Amazon. Probably to buy you some new diapers or something else for the little one that's new to the home. Congratulations on that again. Remember, friends, all Mark did is send us a question via his smartphone to podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. When we use that question, we will kick you over $25 from an Amazon gift card, and that's it. I don't know. I thought I had something else to say. And it'll be a great episode. It'll be a great episode. All right. The secret to success is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.